0: Hey, this is Dino and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. We're so excited to be here with you again and and just as we continue on in this series, Forgiveness. And it's been an amazing series and today's gonna be the last installment of this series. And so today we just want you to let a, Get a hold of what the Holy Spirit is going to say. I just believe that this, this is so powerful. This subject is so powerful, especially because of the time that we live in with all the unrest, all the uncertainty, all the hurt, all the pain, all the time we've had to think through things. Come on, somebody. You know we're all doing a lot of thinking right now. And so this subject is just so important. And what moved me this week is a story that I heard about a young a couple and uh, this, this, actually it was the mom and her daughter were just driving home from the store one day and a, a casual day just like you and I would just jump in the car one day and head out to the mall or to Costco or wherever it is that you go and unsuspecting had a head-on collision with another driver. And it turns out that the driver was intoxicated, a young driver who had, who had struggled with alcohol problems and, and got behind the wheel drunk. And so in the course of the head-on collision, the mother dies, and the, but the, the young girl survives. And this is the most amazing story about forgiveness that, that I've heard in a long time. And so at the court hearing, the father brings his daughter to the, the, the court hearing because they're sentencing the young man for, for this, this crime. And he's gonna go to jail. He's gonna start, probably spend the rest of his life in jail for this. And the father with the daughter in hand asks the judge at the hearing for a more lenient sentence for this young man. What an amazing story, a more lenient sentence. I mean, she was carelessly and recklessly killed at the hands of a a drunk driver. I mean, you and I both would just feel so repulsed by this. And now the thought, of he's got to go through life to raise this young girl all by himself because his wife now is in heaven. So he was asked this question because the people in the courtroom were just amazed that he would stand up there and ask for a more lenient sentence. And when asked the question, here's what the man responded. He responded with an amazing phrase that I want us to get here today. This is what the the topic of our message is going to be today. He said, the forgiven forgive. It's powerful. The forgiven forgive. When you know you're forgiven, you know how to forgive. Do you know that you're forgiven? is that the thing that is stopping you from walking in the fullness of the forgiveness that god has for you and that god has for you and for others That's what we're going to talk about here today so i want you to fasten your seat and believe with me for this special day as we close out this series that the forgiven forgive father in the name of jesus i just thank you for this word i thank you for this message we're about to partake And Lord, I ask you to speak through me. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to anoint me, to minister this word, anoint the hearer, let them hear. Lord, I just pray that anyone dealing with any kind of bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness of any kind, that today, Lord, that there would be a change, there would be an uprooting, that there would be an identification, Lord, and Lord, that we would walk free in the life that you have for us. And so, Father, we just thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say it out loud. Say it in chat. The Forgiven forgive come on if you like something we say come on show me some heart show me some love and share this message with somebody too. don't be stingy with your sharing what an amazing way that we could share the Word of God with somebody just as easy as hitting that share button all right if you have your Bibles open up to Colossians chapter 3 and let's read this together an amazing scripture that talks about forgiveness remember the topic today the forgiven forgive all right colossians 3 13 says this it says make allowance for each other's faults that's amazing Make allowance for each other's faults. We've been talking about the, the the reason why we have to make allowances, or we, we another way you can look at this as margin. The reason why we have to give ourselves margin is because we're going to be offended. We live in a world that constantly offends. We live in a time when we will constantly be offended, right? And so the scripture says, make allowance for each other's faults. Make give yourself margin for people in your life that you know are going to bruise you're going to hurt you that are, that might say something that you might not agree with make room give yourself margin all right and forgive anyone who offends you it goes on to say and i feel like a lot of times when we when we red line our lives emotionally when you you guys all know what i'm talking about when you're just going and going and going and, there, and there's and, and, you're, and you're going so fast and you're and you're not living with margin you're not living with this allowance we become susceptible to attack. We become susceptible to offense and to get hurt by somebody else's opinion. Or we talked about rejection last time. We talked about uh, 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 people that falsely accuse us. All right. When we don't live our lives with some kind of allowance, some kind of margin, we open ourselves up to offense and to hurt. It says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. And here's what I want you to get right here. It says, remember. Somebody shout, remember. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. If we don't get anything else today, we need to get this right here. Remember, the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. This is a command. You must do this. It's not optional. And I think because some of us think it's optional, we allow hurt, we allow offense, we allow things to get in and it wrecks our life. But if we really understand that this is not optional, this is actually a command. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And I'm telling you, in this last installment of this series, I want this to be a challenge today if you've been sitting on the, on the fence of offense, if you've been sitting on the fence of this, of harboring and holding on to something, and you know you have to let it go, my hope and my prayer today is today is the day you take the step necessary to let it go. If we don't practice living in forgiveness, then what we're saying is that we don't want to enjoy the full purpose of God in our life. And what a shame that would be when Jesus has done so much for us that we would rob him of his full expression through your life and my life when we decide to hold on to offense and we don't live a lifestyle of practicing forgiveness. When we don't practice forgiveness, when we don't give ourselves allowance, what it does is it makes us stuck in the past. Nobody likes to be stuck. Nobody likes to be in a parked car. And that's exactly what we become. When we hold on to unforgiveness, we become a parked car. We think we might be making progress, but I'm telling you, inside your part, parked. You cannot make progress when you're holding on to any kind of bitterness or any kind of offense, any kind of resentment towards somebody else. Today, I am challenging us, especially today, To practice forgiveness for our own sake. We have to practice living in forgiveness for our own sake. Why? So that we can move on in life. We can move on to that next level. We can move on to that next thing. I gotta wonder if maybe that breakthrough that you're believing for, you've been praying for, you've been standing for, maybe somehow connected to something we might be holding on. And I am challenging you today. Maybe it's time. To just let it go all right forgiveness is not saying what's that what somebody did was right or or there that there shouldn't be consequences that's not what I'm saying what we want to know is that forgiveness is for us forgiveness helps us to move on and it means we give the anger and the hurt and the fear and all the pain and everything that is inside us we give it to God come on anybody out there you want to give it to God all right so my challenge to you today is this, and I'm going to read some of these off to you and it just, just let it sink in, okay? And I, I'm really challenging you today because I really believe this is an absolute key to walking into the next level, the next thing that God has for us. If you are still avoiding certain people, it's time to get into forgiveness, if you are unable to reframe the experience that you had with a situation or with somebody, and every time you think about it, it brings back that anger and the angst, then it's time to deal with it. If you can't get rid, rid of all of the mental lists of wrongs that happened in that situation, if you keep rehearsing them over and over in your mind, it's time to get rid of it. I am challenging us here today because the forgiven forgive. If you keep playing the scenes over and over and over again in your head when you just keep, keep watching that rerun again and again and again, come on, we, we've all done it. You've done it, I've done it. I've had my list of wrongs. You've had your list of wrongs. Come on, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. It holds us back. It holds us down. If you're righteous entitled, here's what I mean by that. What this means is is if you feel like you haven't done anything wrong, so why should you have to apologize? You haven't done anything wrong, so why should you have to make anything right? It's called righteous entitlement. And here's what righteous entitlement does. Are you ready? It just makes us even more bitter. It makes us even more angry. It makes, us even, it makes us shut down even more. Every day that passes by that you live in righteous entitlement, you grow more and more bitter. I'm telling you, it's time to walk in forgiveness. We must forgive as Jesus forgave. Listen, that pinch is still in your heart. That pinch about that situation, that pinch that's about about that person. I'm going to say this again. You see that person and you decide to walk the other way or to avoid that person. This is not the heart of God. We've allowed ourselves to live in offense when it says give yourself allowance to forgive. Come on, somebody. We've got to get a hold of this. Now is the time to practice forgiveness. Why? Because the forgiven forgive. So I want to just leave you with some practical things that I think can really help us in this time from the word of God and from personal experience that can help us really understand this concept today that the forgiven forgive. All right. So how? how can we get started what is our next practical step with the forgiven forgive it's this you have to remember this that your balance is zero your account balance is zero now here's what i mean by that i'm going to read the scripture to you found in matthew chapter 18 we're going to read this parable and you're going to understand that your account is zero and this is going to help us to understand how the forgiven forgive all right matthew chapter 18 And let's start reading at verse 21. Some of you are familiar with this parable. Some of you aren't. This is a very, very powerful portion of Scripture when talking about walking in forgiveness. Remember, the forgiven forgive all right matthew 18 verse 21 says this then peter came up and said to him lord how often will my brother sin against me and i forgive him as many as seven times peter thought he was being really bold he thought he was being really cool by saying seven times he actually thought he was being super spiritual right because he wasn't just going to forgive once or twice or three times and the jewish custom was to forgive once one to three times but he was going above and beyond he said i I'm going to do it seven times, Lord. Come on. I'm going to be your teacher's pet today with this answer. This is basically what he's doing. And I love the Lord's response. Watch what he says here in verse 22. Jesus said to him, I don't say to you seven times, but 77 times. He multiplies it. I mean, think about Peter's viewpoint when Jesus says this to him, Peter thinks he's doing all that and he is all that. And he is blown away by the Lord's response here. Come on. This This sounds like we must forgive. It's not optional. In fact, it's so, so much of a must. Jesus multiplies it to 77 times. And some scholars would say 77 times in a day. All right, so I don't say seven, he says but 77 times. And then he goes on to explain this amazing parable. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now that's about $6 billion in today's money. Think about this, $6 billion, all right? And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment be made. So this is a a, a dire situation. This man can't repay his $6 billion debt to his master. So his master says, hey, you, you gotta pay for this. And I'm gonna seize you, your family, all that you have, and you're gonna pay for this. So look what the servant does here. The servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. He makes his deal with the guy. He says, don't do this to me. Don't take my family. Don't hurt me like this. I beg you. I plead with you. I will pay you everything. Verse 27. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave his debt. Imagine that, out of pity. The master knew the man couldn't repay. So out of pity, out of this this act of humility, he says, okay, I'm gonna forgive your debt. I'm gonna forgive this $6 billion debt. How many of you would agree with me that's like a major forgiveness of debt? I can just hear somebody out there say, I claim that. This is huge, guys. Got to get a hold of this. All right, $6 billion. Imagine you being involved in a court case, and maybe you're being frivolously sued in a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Let's say you're being sued for $10 million about something you never did, and you know if you are guilty, there's no way you can repay that. And let's just say you are guilty, but they're at the sentencing place. The judge says, listen, the plaintiff has come, and they have agreed to forgive this lawsuit altogether. You're free to go. How would you react? think about this for months and months you've been going to trials you've been going to depositions you've been losing sleep at night how am I gonna pay this oh my gosh my life is over months and months of of this trial and this tribulation on the inside and there on that day you hear you are free no strings attached never have to repay this again how would you react how would you respond I don't know about you, man, but I'm going to Tiger Stadium. Come on, somebody. I'm going to go tell everybody I've been set free. I've been free of this thing. I'm going to be like, i got a new lease on life. I can't believe this miracle just happened. That's what I would do. I I would go person to person, neighbor to neighborhood, mountaintop to mountaintop, coast to coast, telling everybody I have been set free. How many of you know that you would probably do the same thing? You would just be so thrilled about it. But that's not what this guy did in this parable. He doesn't understand the gravity of what happens to him. Because look what he does here in verse 28. Watch this. Verse 28. But when that same servant went out, this is the guy who just got forgiven, $6 billion, okay? When that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. in today's wages, that would be about $11,500. All right. So he goes out and finds somebody who owes him 11500 And he says, and he seizes him. And he begins to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. Yet he refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Get this story. You want to talk about injustice, He receives a $6 billion debt cancellation and for $11,500, he chokes his fellow servant, he beats him, and has him thrown in jail. This is merciless. This is somebody that doesn't get it. Come on, is somebody hearing what I'm saying today? All right? And so the man didn't fully grasp. That his balance was zero if he fully grasped that his balance was zero why would he force this other guy to pay him the man didn't know yet this is exactly what it's like when we don't know the gravity of our own forgiveness when we don't understand the gravity of the debt that jesus paid for you and me this is what we do to others guys, listen, here's what happens. When you don't understand the gravity of your debt that has been paid for, it leads to hostility. When you hold on to unforgiveness, when you hold on to bitterness when you hold on to that thing and you rehearse it over and over and it controls you it manipulates you it makes you make decisions that you wouldn't normally make it's in control of you it ultimately will lead to hostility just like this man was hostile with this other guy why was he so hostile with him because somehow the 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 man who was forgiven the six billion dollar debt saw this man who who owed him only 11,500 as one of the reasons why he went through that trial in the first place. He somehow was taking the blame and putting it on him. He didn't understand the gravity of his forgiveness and that's what we do. Oh, that's exactly what we do and we don't understand the gravity of our forgiveness. We take our pain, we take our anger, we take our bitterness and we make other people pay. And he, this, this, this parable goes on to say this, that when the, the original owner found out about all this and found out what the $6 billion man did, he went and found him and threw him in jail. Now, this is, this is what I want you to see. The Bible doesn't tell us that the man who, who owed $11,500, who's still in jail, is set free. The Bible doesn't say that. You got to get a hold of this. They're both in prison. Here's what this all means. When you hold on to bitterness, when I hold on to unforgiveness, when I don't practice the lifestyle of forgiveness, everybody pays. Everybody goes to prison. I go to prison because I'm locked up emotionally. The other person goes to prison because they want to be free too, but they can't be free of the situation, so they're locked in this epic battle. Come on, are you getting this? That's why the scripture says you must forgive. Friends, the forgiven forgive. I am challenging us here today. The forgiven forgive. Our balance was made zero. And when we understand that our balance was made zero, that our debt that you and I could not repay, has been completely repaid. It's in Jesus' heart that you and I would understand the hugeness of that debt that was paid, that we would in turn take that and help other people get free and not hold on to bitterness, not hold on to resentment, not hold on to anything that would hold us back. Look what the scripture says here in 2 Corinthians 5.19. It says this, For God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. Your sins have been blotted out. Your debt is been killed. Watch this. This is the wonderful message he has given to us to tell others. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representatives right now. That's why we must forgive. You and I are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representatives. Representatives, God is using us to speak to you. God is using me to speak to you right now. We beg you as though Christ himself were pleading with you. Receive the love that he offers you. I love this part. Be reconciled to God. That's an accounting term. Be reconciled means your balance is made zero. You owe nothing to God by way of Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the debt 2,000 years ago. Your balance, your ledger is zeroed out. You owe nothing now. Jesus paid it all. That's what he's saying. It's more than a $6 billion debt forgiveness, it's everything. Be reconciled to God. For God took the sinless Christ and poured him in, into him for our sins. Then in exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. That's the difference here, you guys. This great exchange. Our sin was exchanged for God's goodness the day we received Jesus Christ into our life. Our ledger went to zero. The credit card. It's paid off. The mortgage has been paid off. The debt has been canceled once and for all. And for us to treat other people and to hold on to unforgiveness, bitterness, reminding ourselves, holding people hostage, holding ourselves hostage, it's like you forgot that your ledger is zero before God. We forgive because we have been forgiven. We must forgive now. Listen, and because you know that your ledger is zero, it takes us to the next thing. Then we have to stop trying to earn forgiveness. Yes, you cannot earn forgiveness with God. It's given to us as a free gift. Jesus did all the work all we have to do is receive it we, you and I have received forgiveness for everything past present and even future stupid stuff that we're gonna do that's how he sees us totally and completely forgiven our ledger became zero when we accepted Christ And even in our failure, even in the missteps, even in the stupid things that we could do right now, our ledger still stays zero. Why? It was completely finished and bought for at the cross. You have to get a hold of this. That is how thorough, how thorough our forgiveness is. So we can't earn our way to forgiveness with God. We have to stop it. Listen. We really don't need forgiveness then. We really just simply need to believe that we already are forgiven. And it's in God's heart, and it's, I believe it's his hope that as you hear this, that if you're holding on to something, if you're holding on to anything on the inside for somebody, that you would allow this to set you free. That in your believing and receiving, that your ledger has been made zero, that you will release all those people in your lives. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I want to tell you something. It'll be good. It'll be good. And here's why I think it's so important to understand this. Because if you think you have to earn your forgiveness with God, then you're going to make other people think they have to earn forgiveness with you. See, that's how it works. That man whose debt was forgiven, he was trying to make the other guy pay. And because he couldn't pay, because he couldn't earn his forgiveness with him, he threw him in jail. And they both became jailed in the jail of unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. We can't earn our forgiveness with God. Don't make other people earn their forgiveness with you it's been free it's been fully paid for come on are you guys getting this today and here's the last one i want to leave you with is probably the hardest part of this entire series we've talked a lot about a lot of stuff where forgiveness is concerned but it all culminates right here in fact let's read that scripture again let's go back and let's read it again at the top in Colossians 3.13, I want, I want to read this again before I say what I'm about to say. Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who forgives, who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. All right, so remember, here's the challenge I have for you. So if you believe we must forgive others, and you're listening to this today, then here's my challenge to you. Go first. Go first. You be the first to pursue forgiveness with others. You be the first to challenge yourself that you have to do this, that you're continuing to avoid people, that you're continuing to rehearse things, that you're continuing to live in the past, okay? Go first. Yeah, I know what I'm saying is tough. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you, it'll be one of the greatest rewards of your life if you will just go first. And you know why this is possible? Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus went first. When he said, Father, forgive them, but they don't know what they're doing. He was going first for you. He was going first for me. He didn't, say, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to wait and see if these guys accept my plan of salvation before I put myself through all that suffering. I'm going to wait and see if these guys really accept me before I allow myself to carry this cross and be bruised and to be whipped and humiliated and rejected. He didn't say that. He went first. I'm challenging you and I. Go first. While we were yet sinners, Jesus still died. He went first. He went first for you and me. I'm asking you, and I'm challenging you in this message, go first. And I promise you this, that if you'll be the first to extend your hand to forgiveness, a freedom will come to you. A happiness will come to you that you've never known. The Bible says, blessed are the, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Okay? Blessed are the peacemakers. That word blessed actually means happy. There's this inner joy, this inner feeling, this inner thrill that will come when you extend your hand and say, I'm going to go first. So I'm challenging you here today, go first. Doing this, it may not make the situation better, but it will make you better. It'll make you free. It will actually set you free. I I did this just recently at the beginning of the pandemic. I had something going on with somebody and I just knew that it didn't matter anymore. I wanted to make it right. And I did, I just went first. I made the call. I said, we gotta put this stuff behind us and and and, and I'm sorry and, and sorry for the misunderstanding. Well, the person on the other side didn't receive it. And this is where you gotta exercise what Romans says, so much as it concerns you, be at peace with all men. You just do what's right. You just go first. Come on, somebody put that in chat. Go first. You go first. My, my apology wasn't received. It wasn't. And that's reality. This is, what, this is a, a reality of what may happen when you decide to go first. But I got to tell you something. When I got off the phone, And a few days later, I realized what I had done and how I was rejecting the situation. The pinch was gone. The hurt was gone. I realized I got free because I went first. Come on, I'm challenging you. Go first today. Be the first to go to your spouse. If you feel like you've been holding on to something, you go first. Be the first talk to your boss if you think there's static in the air be the first to say hey you know i haven't been acting right i haven't been giving you my best and i'm sorry be the first be the first to address that parent who hasn't been fair to you and you haven't been fair to them be the first extend that hand you be the first be the first to extend that hand to that friend that you know you're in odds with. Be the first. Be the first to extend that hand to that family member that you know is always wreaking havoc. Be the first. Watch what God will do. If you're looking for freedom, if you really want to walk in the freedom that God has called us to, the forgiven forgive. Do this. Watch what God does. I want to end today with a quote from C.S. Lewis. It's powerful. So, what he says He says, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. The forgiven forgive. God has excused the inexcusable in us and he's challenging us today I believe through me for us to forgive the inexcusable in others I really believe that if we'll do this we'll walk into a whole level of freedom that we've been missing a whole level of freedom that is just passing us by. I believe this will unstick us. This will unpark us. This will get us to that next level. I just believe somebody is gonna run with us right here. Go first. I wanna pray for you as we close out the series. For that one, you might need a little encouragement right now just to go first. Yeah, a little strength and listen, Here's why you can do it. I want you to do what we talked about in the first message. Lean on the secret. The secret Father, go first in the Father's strength and watch what God does. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for that one that's struggling. I just pray, Lord, that you would empower them, that you would inspire them to go first. Go first! In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. And if you're watching this and you're like, man, I've never heard these things before. (laughs) The beginning of really understanding the level and the depth of the forgiveness that we walk in is actually found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have never received Christ as your savior, then this is where total forgiveness begins. This is where the forgiven forgive, it starts right here. You've got to become a Christian. You've got to invite Jesus into your life. What does that mean? I didn't know what it meant when I first heard that. I went to church all my life. I was in religious schools all my life. Never understood what it meant to invite Jesus into my life. I thought it was, you had to be part of a church. I thought you had to be water baptized. It is none of those things. Inviting Jesus into your life is done so simple. It's done so personal. And it's just done by inviting him into your life with a very simple prayer. But I would like to pray with you right now. People are coming to Christ all around the world. And maybe right now you're watching and it's time for you to surrender your heart to Jesus. Maybe it's time for you to recommit your life to Jesus. Maybe you're watching this and you're just like, you know what, I, I'm bound by resentment, bound by unforgiveness. It's time for me to recommit my life to Christ. But I wanna pray for you too as well. Right there, right where you are, just bow your heads and pray this prayer. Repeat this, this prayer right after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive your son Jesus into my life right now. I take him as my personal savior. I believe that you raised Him from the dead, and He's paid for my sins. I take Him as my personal Savior right now, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.